0: <coughs> Good morning everybody. How are you today? Today Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Kuf Yud in Masacheh Psachim. I got a beautiful note from Reb Zalman Dov Leiter, who's still with us. He enjoyed some of yesterday's stories. Um, so we will be learning for a Rafur Shlema for his father, Ibn Svi ben Chai Shandel. He should have a Refuah Shlema. As always, uh Chol Yisrael as well and who will mention a little bit today. Um, we're deep in Zugos now. We're deep. And it's like today and tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And so I thought it would behoove us to give some degree of perspective to the best that I can. Now, who are we to give perspective when this is something that's been uh, argued, you know, amongst Tanaim, Amaraim, Rishonim, Achronim. What am I saying? As follows. There is something called mysticism, Andrew. There is. And you cannot deny that it is referenced in the Gemara. We have seen it, right? We can't deny that it's referenced. Shadim and the like. Okay. So there's two aspects to Zugos. The, not, the overall premise is that if you do things in pairs, in twos, in even numbers, you'll, you're susceptible to the wrath of Shadim. Okay. So I want to talk about two... Uh, concepts briefly to at least with our limited ability to appreciate and understand to throw in our two cents. Well, wait, our three cents. <laughs> you saw what I did there. Thank you. <laughs> to throw it in, <laughs> to throw it in, and to explain, uh, just express something about just the concept of zugos and also the concept of shadim. There's a nice little introduction in the Art Scroll quotes what we mentioned. What you Liebowitz, the great Tafiyomi uh, man. Master mentioned the idea of Zugos, and we waited for Barry. Now that Barry's here, we can really get started. <laughs> well, good morning, Barry. Um, Barry's a good man. So, the concept of Zugos, again, like Rabbeinu Bachye, some say Bachye, says uh, the duality, right, is something that we are allergic to because Hashem is Zachad. So, we already mentioned that yesterday. Um, I thought of an analogy, right? So, we have two ears, we have two eyes. We have, we have two of a lot of things. It was recently I was speaking to a surgeon and he says it's a good thing. Sometimes we have a spare and we need it, okay, for certain things. Um, there's right renewal and the two kidneys and all this, okay. So what's wrong with duality? Why do not have two Why do we not have... But we only have one heart. Wow. And one mind. So... The there there's a symbolism there, right? The duality has to do with, Kadesh Baruch Hu created everything, and so maybe you could talk about this: the difference between contrast and duality. Okay, that really is the essence of what we're talking about. Contrast is not only uh, something that you need, but it's sort of baked into the essence of creation, right? At the very day of creation, there's darkness and there's light. Or if you want to talk existentially, there's good and there's evil, right? And so the world is really um, male, female. Okay, so you have male, female. You have many contrast in. Like we said, we have many, many contrasts that make uh, that make the world what it is. That make it that feed into what the purpose of the entire creation is. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when he created the world, he created contrast in order to really um, fulfill the taq what we call the Tach sabria, right? So us, as human beings, we're supposed to see this contrast, Olam hazeh versus Olam Haba, and it is this very contrast that we're supposed to choose between Kodesh and Chol, or Lachoshech, Israel, Amim, just like we said just last week. The Nusach of Havdalah is a highlighting of all the contrast that there is in the world, and it is really Hashem creating it deliberately, so to speak, like everything Hashem does, Kaveh and us really appreciating and discerning between these contrasts is really the essence of what we're trying to do in this world. OK, that's contrast. Duality is you have two things and they're coming from two separate sources. See, contrast is all coming from Hashem and we're supposed to make the, out the difference. Two sources, that's already, obviously, that's the duality that we are allergic to, that we're trying to avoid. So to say that it comes from anything, that's why we say, as we uh, indicated yesterday, Hashem Echad. That there's no duality of sources. It's all coming from the same source, and that makes all the difference. Because if it's all coming from the same source, so then that means that there's a purpose to it. It's not competing it's not competing powers, so to speak. Chazavshalom. It's one overarching Hakar Baruch Hu Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad is the essence of our belief system, and then within that belief system, we find contrast. So to think uh, of duality, it would be like there is there is a tendency sometimes, even if it's not you know a in the classical sense. There's a tendency, just like two litigants in a courtroom are so convinced that they have a monopoly on the ultimate truth of what happened, or whatever, the ultimate, they have the ultimate 100% right to their perspective, right, and yet we know that usually the truth lies, more often than not, somewhere in between. So similarly, we as human beings tend to gravitate, right, towards one way or the other, and that is really the essence of Hashem Echad, that Hashem encompasses both of them, that you might be so, so convinced of your perspective that you're in one side, but the reality is the other guy who's so convinced of his perspective on the other side, they're both, right, under the rubric of Hashem HaKad, Hashem echad. When we go to see in the Mosah Mashiach, we'll all see how it all fits together in one big puzzle. Okay, now, to that end, we'll talk, so that's, that's sort of the concept of Zugos, that we try to avoid as much as we can, this duality, to assume that it's coming from two separate sources, appreciate it's coming from one source. Now, with regards to the concept of shadim, so, I like to think of it this way. You see in the Gemara, and we're going to see today, uh, so, the contrast, let's say, between Rava and Abaye's mother. We saw in Brachos, Abaye's mother, she was like the CEO of Whole Foods, right? She had the first, it was not his natural mother, it was his adoptive mother. She had, in Bruchos, we saw the first therapy pet, the goat that she would take to, send for with a baye to the bathroom so that he wouldn't be affected by the shade of the bathroom. She was all over the food remedies and the natural remedies. When we talked about the kamea and the the incantations and the necklaces, she had them all, right? So she was all over, right? She was like an anti-vaxxer, if you'll excuse the expression, right? Like the type, you know what I'm saying? And, and Rava, in contrast, we, even if you might recall the story of the charlatan who was telling futures and this future that he told to Abaye and the future that he told uh, to, to Rava, the, 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 the Gemara paints it and we can, we can justify understanding it as if like Rava was more of a the rationalist and Abaye's at least mother and to some extent Abaye was, was willing to accept more. So how do you justify both of these sides? When you go to the Rishonim, Certainly, the Rambam was a complete rationalist. The Rambam has difficulty with explaining. I mean, he doesn't have, show any difficulty that he has explaining, but other people who criticize, right, the Mafarshi Rambam say, how's he explaining all these Gemaras? The Shadim are everywhere. And so the Rambam just says it's all allegory. All of it is allegory. None of it means anything. Um, meaning none of it is real, right? Like Birnbaum says, he asks me the other night, what does it, what does it mean, uh, what is it? And by the way, I'm putting so much perspective into it because then when we read the Gemara, it's just like you see Shadim and then you, you tap your shoulder four times, and you know what I mean. So, so it's going to mean more, I hope, if if we could at least put some perspective on it. So, Rebbeim asked me, "What does it mean if you have a choir? Hashem, like, why would Hashem have the Malachim as a choir to sing to Him? First of all, who who does that? Like, that seems like very self-aggrandizing to create choirs. I mean, if you could create something. If you had creative powers common, would you create a choir to sing to yourself? What is that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You have Goronowitz to sing for you, so you don't need it. So the um, so I said, okay, come on, come on, Burnbaum. this is not like you can't take this literally, right? They're not they're not triads for this choir. They're not wearing choir clothes and then like they have a choir conductor and that to think that these things are corporeal, right? To think that these things are actually uh, physically as described, I think, seems like foolishness, right? Okay, that's one extreme. The Rambam is on the other extreme. He says all of these things are just allegory, right? That there's no forces at all other than a Kaddish Baruch Hu, right? And none of those forces are tangible in any possible way. It's just that this is how we relate to it in an allegorical fashion. So, for example, we say the mountains and the sea, they sink to Hashem. Well, they're, they're, they're totally out of it. They're not singing anything, right? But the very existence of the mountains and the sea, well, that sings the praises of Hashem in an allegorical way, right? So there's something between us and the Malachi So we understand that not only everything that we see in this world is a praise of Hashem and right testimony to the greatness of Akash Baruch Hu, But also, the things that we don't see in the metaphysical things are also. The things that are beyond us are also there. And so I think that that's the perspective that we're going to go in with, which is it, to, to think that, you know, this is uh, hard science, is pure foolishness, right? Okay. But to think that that which we see is that scientific is all that there is, is... Foolishness also, and to extent, to some extent, it's an arrogance as well, right? To think that if I don't see it and I can't understand it, then it doesn't exist, is or I think, therefore I am. Descartes. Does that fit in here, Andrew? Anyway, the 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 point is that if to think that if that anything that's beyond your understanding doesn't exist, well, that's a form of apikorosis as well, right? Because that means that so so that's that's the balance because that means that you you don't appreciate how limited as a human being you are. There's such a chasm between us and a Kaddish Baruch that we can't even conceive of the foggiest. We can't. We can't. Our minds can't reach that far. So to so to appreciate and to have the humility that there's something beyond our minds is also very important. So even the Rambam would have to concede, right, that these Shadim are in are in the Gemara. So they represent all that is beyond our comprehension. So uh, you know we lean rationally towards the side that. It's beyond our comprehension and therefore to harp on it and to assume segulos, right, are like science that you plug this in and you get that result, that already we can't do. But at least we understand that there are things that are beyond us that we cannot grasp and therefore it's out there. It's just that we can't, it's not nigla to us. Um, the uh, Rabbi was told said something fascinating. He said that in the Sephardi world in particular, they got carried away with segulos at a certain point. And they started thinking all kinds of, all kinds of uh, things that were more like reminiscent of paganism, right? Uh, the influence of the outside world. And so Ravad Yosef was revolutionary, actually, because if you speak to Sephardim now, who are tied into Ravad Yosef, they say, Marana, marana Bet Yosef, Marana Bet Yosef. They always talk about the base Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, who wrote the Shulchan Aruch, who is the basis of all Sephardi halacha, okay? But that wasn't always the case. It was The Ravaj Yosef pushed it, they had already branched out many of the Sephardim communities into a lot of customs, and so it is said that the reason, one of the reasons that he pushed that everybody should go back to basics, literally. Now, the consequence was that many menhagim were done away with. There have been many menhagim that were developed, right, we have, we have our Ashkenazi menhagim, but many of the Sephardi menhagim had been done away with, okay, and that was intentional. Because it was to take them away from some of these minhagim that were gotten a little too carried away, and to bring them back to the basics of halacha. And so David Palmer, my friend, told me he spoke to Avi Tsarfati, who's a big tzaddik and, and a gon, who's from my sort of like generation in YU, is a rebbe there now. And Avi Tsarfati, he, he said when he when 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 told me sometimes they'll come in and say, "What about this minhag? That minhag?" He said, "Yeah, that's." That's all, you know, a voodoo. You know, you have to stick to the Marana Beit Yosef. So we have this tendency to veer off. And like everything else in life, Andrew, it's a balance. And so with that introduction, we can uh, read these Gemaras with appreciation. I'll tell you one more story. I have... I, is, there, what? is there a reason why the went in that direction? Right. So I, that's a good question. Common asks, like, why does Spartan have a tendency, like, Mutti the cab driver, the Moroccan cab driver that was my buddy in Israel you know, doesn't believe in going to doctors and he also, he, you eat garlic and you, so, so the truth of the matter is that my f- theory is that the more ignorant you are, <laughs> put it this way, the societies that are less uh, secularized and education based are, have a tendency to be more voodoo based, right? And to, right, we're all spitting on this marble in the middle of, of, of infinity trying to figure out what's going on. So there's a scientific Western world approach right? that's limited but doesn't admit that it's how limited it is of just pure rationalism. And those who criticized the Rambam criticized him for this, right? They said, oh, he was influenced by Aristotle and the pure rationalist approach. And he couldn't tolerate, he had like a zero tolerance policy for anything that wasn't rational. And so that's one approach, and that's more uh, comparable to the modern world, right? The Western world, at least that we believe in. Believe in, but if you go into the Far East, right? You know, I had this—I had this this girl in my orthodontics uh, class that had like a necklace, and it looked like um, I don't know—it it was like this green thing. It looked like it came out of her nose. And she literally believed that it, that it had, uh, that it was a god, right? That like it had some sort of supernatural powers. So if you go out into the less, what we'll call, right, civilized or the less, uh, modernized Western worlds, so they're, they're believing, their belief system. Now, there's a lot of the things that they are tapped into that we in the modern world are missing out on too. And this is a balance. But with our modern sensibilities, it's hard to believe that, that theirs is rooted in anything that's real. But there's something there, we just can't really quantify it, and therefore we don't know, um, we don't know what it is. But certainly the Sfari, so it's cultural. To, the bottom line is the answer is I believe that it's cultural, and so those, they were more in cultures that were steeped in those things. They were less, so to speak, educated, some of them from less educated and thus more voodoo-oriented countries. Um, that's what we call it voodoo. See, I'm, I'm, I'm giving away my bias, because that's that my, that's my background. Okay. Um, fine So the Bryce said yesterday With that introduction Right uh, I'll say one last story That uh, Isaacson Okay The Rosh The Rosh Shiva My next door neighbor for 16 years I'm not Shemesh So he's a rationalist Okay So he um, does, He thinks that Shlisselchala for example Which is coming up Right That's the first Shabbos after Pesach Is Shlisselchala Right So So Da'f Yomi so, coincidence You put the key in the challah, and then it's a key for parnasa. So, what does it mean? Hashem didn't mean to give you parnasa, but you put the key in the challah. Now, Hashem's hands are tied, right? And he, he has no choice but to give you parnasa, right? You could ask that on any segula. Like Hashem wants you to have a certain thing, but now, uh, what, what choice does Hashem have? You know, you've 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 pulled out the trump card now, right? You you put the key in the challah, so he doesn't believe it. He believes it's a vodah zara. But Atara, my wife, is from Hasidish roots and Hasidim. Do the shlusel So even though he'll never bake the shlusel because he believes it's a vodizara, he comes every year to get a piece. Because you know you can't be too careful, right? <laughs> because you want to make sure to cover all your bases. So how do you justify such such um, right hi- hypocritical behavior? So the answer is he understands that there's things that he doesn't. Understand. There's a humility. There's things that we don't understand. So we don't want to. We don't want to s- presume that we know everything either. Okay. Etc. So, it's, it's an homage to other points of view. Alright. So, the B'risa had said that, you, that you should not have, right, lo yochal tre, you shouldn't eat in pairs, you shouldn't drink in pairs, you shouldn't wipe in pairs, should, lo that was the last one. So, that's what we pick up on kuf yodam But lo tre, uh, it's, right, at the end of the first line in kuf yodam ralev. So, that, the uh, Rashbam already on Kuf Tessim, at Base had said that that's Tashmish. So the Gemara asks, Am I? Wait a minute. How is this trait? In other words, if you order like two happy meals, so then you're ordering two things at the same time. That's Zugos, right? But Tashmish, it's not something you do like two at a time. Two two Tashmishes at a time. That is a sequential thing. So that's what the Gemara means. It says, Amai I Nimlachu? In other words. It's one time, and then a second time. That's not a zug. That's just two, that's just one thing, one after another. So that's not really classically what we consider zugos, to which the abaye has to answer and say that you're right. That, that's not really zugos. That's not what we meant. We didn't mean tashmish twice. Rather, we meant the following. This is what we meant. That you shouldn't, what? You shouldn't have tashmish after you've eaten zugos. After you've eaten Uh, two things at once in other words it's not talking about Tashmish twice it's talking about you shouldn't drink and eat Zugos because it will weaken you Uh, and Tashmish is something as the Rashbam explains that, that you that further weakens you or that is right or that you need to be strong and then if you're if you're physically weakened on Tashmish, then Mitra, then you'll be harmed because you're more susceptible to the shadim. So it's really not talking about the number of times of Tashmish. It's talking, in fact, about the uh, number of times that you eat or drink prior to. Okay. So again, if you're a Bariat Libuitz, you can't read this Gemara without, uh, without uh, remembering that there's Gemaras that say that it's a segula to, to do Tashmish twice if you want Banim Zaharim and all these other things. But we're not worried about so it's not bothering us so we can move on. Okay. barosho. A person who drinks, right, zugos has blood on his hand, on his own head. That just means it's like you did it to yourself, right? You can you can only blame yourself if something terrible happens to you uh, when you didn't heed this the zugos thing. Okay, When does when are you going to say that that it's his own fault? Bizmanchalo so now we're going to talk about it like this. Drinking twice, right? So what, is the, what if you have a half-stake between the two? So if you go out into the shuk, in between the first and the second kais, so to speak, then you've broken up the pair and you're good to go. Okay, you're not going to have this problem with Zugos. Ravashi uh, was once watching and he saw he would take right he would take a swig or drink a cup and run back out drink a cup run back out he was careful about the zugos as he was downing one cup of drink after another this is a very good question do any of these zugos uh, does any of this halacha filter, uh, filter down to the shulchan arach? a little bit I think so common says a little bit he thinks <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll hit you when it comes Right, that's the kind of rigorous halachic uh, answer you're going to get from us, um, Guranowitz. Uh, a little bit, we think. Uh, <laughs> uh, certainly, there were who would uh, who who would be choshesh for this. But where where, do you, where would this where would this be in the in the shulchan aruch? I, I I was I was curious about that actually. I'll get back to you, Blineder. I don't where, where where does where does it appear? I mean, within the next couple I think don't Directly uh-huh. comes out of the, of In other words, uh-huh. there, there's certain things. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. Next couple of daf, what Kalman's alluding to, I think, is for example, tomorrow's daf. We talk about mime, right, glium that we talk about the, the sakana associated with water left overnight unexposed, right? Things like that do make it into halacha. Things like that do make it into halacha. Uh, so and 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 so, but there, it's a question of is that also a shadim issue? Or was that because they thought there was really snakes putting venom in there, and it was like an actual sakana issue, right? Sometimes we wonder, like, is this is this sort of like medical advice based on science of the times, or is this or is this the metaphysical shadim, shadim stuff? Oh, I can't resist telling you this. There's a kliyakar. There's a story. What, what is his name? He's like a children's storyteller. He told the story of the kliyakar, and he goes <laughs> You know, he was like telling this whole story about you know, Koichasatuma and the Maharal, because the Kliyakar was a Talmud of the Maharal. Anyway, if it, when we were in Prague, we saw the, the the kever of the Kliyakar is right next to the kever of the Maharal. So my, my father-in-law, of a Shalom, who is a rational person, like more from the rational camp, he was listening to these children, he was like trying to encourage us to get rid of these children's stories. He says, why are you teaching them this uh, ridiculous Savod Azar? Anyway, so, so you're right. That's a great question, Goronowitz. So some of it filters into halacha, but I don't know if Zugos does. Certainly we drink kosos. I don't think Zugos made it. Okay. I said that you should not, seriously, you should, you should not sleep by yourself. You should sleep with two people. Uh, so that's a different thing, right? That, that's like, um, but it also has to do with shading, right? You don't walk into an area uh, by yourself. We saw that in Brachos. Um but there is an aspect of this such a lachlat mysa perhaps, right? We're talking about a half between one and the other, so it's borrowed from Hilchas Brachos, right, in a sense, right? Whatever would constitute a half for uh breaking up Zugos would also require potentially another Bracha, going out into the Shuk that has applications for Hilchos Brachos, but it's not uh classically Zugos halachas. There's no there's no there's no uh Khelach in Mishan says uh Hilchos Zugos. Okay. So Furthermore, See, it's like almost like borrowed by, um, wait, no, this is a different thing. This now is, a di- is different than Hilchas This is, if you stay in the house, then they, they, they can't get to you. Uh, so, But if you're falling asleep, so then you're exposed as a person who's going out. So this whole idea of zoo ghost now is being severely qualified. It's not referring to the house so Birnbaum asked, wait, but Dal Kosos, you're eating in the house. So why do we even get into this, right? The whole reason we're talking about Zugos is how could Chazal make a Takana for Dal Kosos? After all, it's an even number and we have Zugos here. So you say, what do you mean? So the answer was that it was Leil Shimurim as you might recall from yesterday. But the answer could have been, well, we're eating the Seder at home. So at home we're not. So you could say, okay, but we're eating the Seder at home, but we're sleepy because it's late at night. And therefore, is and we have to be careful, fine. So, and also, if you're going out to the bathroom, so that would be also uh, a case where you're uh, susceptible to this shadim. Okay, so now the Gemara Veta Lo, you're not susceptible to shadim in your house. Rava, when he was in his house, he always wanted to keep track of how many. So we see Rava, despite being a rationalist, he was like where Visakh's in the Rosh. He didn't want to take a chance of drinking Zugo, so he would count the beams in his house to keep track Am I e- drinking an even or an odd number? Okay, that's what he would do. Right, Abaya. Whenever he would drink, and here is doting adoptive mother comes in. Right, she hovered over him when he went to the bathroom. She kept. She, uh, I think it was his wife, ultimately that kept her hand on his head to keep him from shade him. His mother was the one who gave him the therapy goat for going to the bathroom to avoid shade him. And his mother was very doting, this adoptive mother, because by his father had passed away prior to his birth and his mother passed away at childbirth. So he was adopted and his mother was very, very doting. And so she would stand with two cups waiting for him in her in her hands. So I, I was giving Bir- Birnbaum the business. I said, if this was a riddle, she only needs one cup, right? If he drinks one cup, so then he's going to... All right, so then she doesn't need to give it to him. If he, if he drinks a second cup, all she needs is one cup to change odds, into evens into odds. Anyway, uh, Birmingham says that was being ridiculous and that, of course, he's going to drink multiple cups as it seems all of these people do. Uh, she's just standing there to control it. So she's going to give him the cups one at a time and keep count for him. Wow. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, there he is. What did the valedictorian of Psechum do? Ki hava shasei when he would drink two cups, the servant would hold a cup for So He had a servant uh, holding a cup for him. Okay, so that makes sense to me. However, when Reb Nachman would drink one cup, the servant would hold two cups for him. So apparently, evidently, he would, eat, uh, he would drink um, three cups. And so if he had two, the servant would have one. And if he had one, the servant had two to keep it at three. But be that as it may, all of these people were... All these chachamim were actually what indoors and 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 concerned about the zugos, to which the gemara answers adam chashiv Shaini. These are gedolim, and the gedolim are more susceptible. Right, the holier you are, the more susceptible you are to these things, and so you have to be extra careful and thus even concerned with zugos indoors. Fine. Another idea of the Guardians is Zugos. <imitation> so once you get to 10, that's a significant number. Their, their here are going to say 10, uh, is, is a chush of number and explaining why Dafka 10. Okay. 10 is a significant number. And at that point, it's not already, even though it's an even number, it's not considered Zugos. And Ula Latame says the Gemara. He's consistent <imitation> with himself. Right? Some say in the Braisa, the following that there's a Bryce that says that in a base of you drink uh ten cups of wine. Do you ever hear of such a thing? You ever see kiddush at a base avel? I never saw that. But it does say in Mishlei that you should give right strong drink to the to the people of right embittered souls. So apparently there was a minog based out of that that there would be drink in the mourner's house. Be that as it may, it's ten drinks, ten ten drinks in the base of The the Gemara explains, Right? In other words, if this is a Raya that once you get to 10, it's no longer Zugos because if 10 was still an issue of Zugos by virtue of being an even number, then Chazal would have never instituted such a thing. Right? That's why we say Chazal instituted Dalad Kosos. So there, we have to explain it's Leil Shemurim so they could have the temerity to institute it. Okay. Okay, so if 10 is where it becomes not being zugus. so the Gemara concludes that 8, which is the next, right, lower, um, even number, that would be an issue. However, the Gemara says, So what's going on here? Well, there is, Okay, shout out to Mo Berg. So, Shalom... Is the seventh word of the last of these right of the Birchas Kohanim? So that corresponds with the seventh cup. So that is Latovah starf Says the Gemara Lara, lo starf That seventh cup is not going to combine in and therefore there's no danger in drinking eight cups ever. In other words, right? Because if you're going to say if 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 it's an even number, so then the seventh cup is a Kosher bracha, so to speak, it takes itself out, and therefore the eighth cup becomes the seventh cup. And so you never have an issue past six. The Gemara says, Okay, so Yeah, okay, but six is going to be an issue. To which, Rabbi Yosef, we're going to go through this three times now. We're going to go through the whole Be'echos Kohanim. It says, That the fifth word in the middle bracha is Be'echonecha. Isn't that interesting? Right? We say, The last word in each of these uh, three brichas kohanim, if you go in order, so it's in in the third, and then, right, the first brichas kohanim is three words, the second is five, and the third is seven. So what we're going to do is, we're going to take the, right, the last word, Yishimerecha on Shalom, and we're going to say that that uh, corresponds to the third, fifth, and seventh word, and those are, as a consequence of corresponding to those pzukim, those are only going to be lebracha right, and the, but Lera, they're not going to be tarif, and they're going to disrupt this uh, idea of Zugos, at least with respect to cups of wine, at least with respect to the cups. Um, so, I mean, are you going to find before? They're going to get super um, esoteric here? Yes, of course, right? What is, what is Vishmerecha versus Vichunecha, shalom different levels, etc., etc. Um... So L'raal, so so Shisha so, says the Gemara. Mishum Zugos. of Yosef de Tavai V'Ichunecha That's the fifth word in that second bracha. L'raal Lo and therefore you're never going to have a problem even with six. Av Arba Yesh Mishum Zugos. Four is going to give you an issue, but to that Abaye and no less than Abaye and Rava both themselves, with all the things they disagreed with, this they could agree. The Amri Tavayu, They all, they both would agree. V'Yishmerecha Latova Mitzdarif. That the third word in the first bracha of the birch has kohanim is only mitzflatovil or mitzvarif. Wow. So sounds like even four is never gonna be an issue, and therefore only two drinks is ever gonna be an issue. Um fine. is the tameh. Right, so the only time you have an issue is if you have three. Right, because one is obviously not a problem. I'm sorry, is if you have two. Because one is obviously not a problem, and three is not a problem. So only two is gonna be a problem according to both the Bay and Rava. So, the Gemara says, Rava, who we, we, uh, have built sort of like a profile of maybe more rational than some, uh, is consistent with himself. The Rava Afkinul Barba Kosos. Because Rava would offer, often send off, right, rabbinic guests, um, after four cups, right? He didn't have an issue with Dal Kosos on Tuesday in July. Always Dal Kosos. No problemo. Okay. So what happened? One time, he sent somebody off with dalat kosos. Afagavdi the itazak Rava Bar Livai. Rava Bar was once harmed when he left Rava's house. He drank four cups, and something bad happened to him. And they said to Rava, "Are you sure about this minhug that you have of sending off people with dalat kosos? Are you sure that this is not happening because of zugos?" Rava said, "Nope." Even though uh, even though something bad happened too. Uh, Ravah Bar Levi, Lo Chashla Milsa. Ravah did not, it was not, did not shake his faith on this issue. He wasn't concerned about it to because Ravah said, to Firkahava. Yeah, that's just because he was annoying me in Shear. He was publicly embarrassing me. He was harassing me in Shear. And that's a Mida connected Mida, but it has nothing to do with the four, with the four cups. Okay. Um, fine. Uh, so this, this is, this is the, the rational, uh, Ravah over here. I, I identify with this idea of Rava because I had a, um, a travel agent who used to, we used to pass customs all the time. I used to go like 12 times a year. And so I had a travel agent who said, if you're ever bringing anything from America, just put, uh, the name Levi Yitzchak Bar Sar- Sasha in your bag. You just write it out. You'll never get caught at customs. I bring stuff in all the time. This is a travel agent telling me. So I said, you are shota. that is a Voda um, what do you think? Hashem wants you to get caught in customs, but His hands are tied because he wrote Sarasasha in your bag. Give me a break! And without fail, I would always get stopped, and he never got stopped. We traveled together a lot. So and you put that name in your oh, Sagranos so like, why did you put the name? I was like Rava, uh, so to speak, in this respect, right? I was insistent that this cannot be because of that. Of that, I was sticking to my rational approach. It was very hard. I got an 8,000 shekel fine for bringing in, because as a dentist, I got a a huge bag of free toothbrushes. So I figured i will bring it to my patients in Israel. What am I going to do with, eight thousand? well, it was like 200 toothbrushes. Woo! They thought I was selling contraband. They, They did not like that bag of free toothbrushes at all. They thought I was bringing them in to sell them, make a huge $3 profit. Of free toothbrushes I got from Colgate. Anyway. Oh, you have to pay eight thousand. <laughs> yeah, don't don't know. It's a, it's really not for now, but yeah, uh, but and I still never put in. I didn't I didn't break down. I didn't put in Levi Sasha. Sasha. Am I going to be rewarded or punished for this? I still don't know. Okay. The for you, you Oh, thank you, Kalman. Kalman thinks I passed the new So this this Gemara of Rava gives me chizuk, right? right, we correlate things. This is what human beings do, right? Oh, this this happened, and so there's causation here. That's, that's what pagans do, right? They assume causation where there isn't, just because they're trying to put two and two together unscientifically. I'm not doing that, Kalman. I'm not going to fall for that. Wow. We, the only causation is a Karish Baruch Hu. Thanks. Kalman giving chizuk. Amar of Yosef. 'm Yosef Yosef. So there was a, one of the big she- demons was Yosef, and Yosef spoke to Yosef. Who knows? Ashmedai malka desheidi Hu huakulu zugu. <laughs> That there is a king of all demons. He's, a voy- he's the guy in charge of the pairs. That's pretty. So that could be either good news or bad news for the Jews. Why so? Like this. If, in fact, Ashmedai, who's the king, is in charge, Umalka ikrimazik. The king can't be bothered with, with, like, little guys, you know, and bothering the, and, and annoying them. So therefore, that could be a good thing, that the king is not going to... So if he's in charge, we could go under the radar. That's one way of looking. at. It. Or ikadami la lahai Gisa. The Adarabah, some will say the other way. Malka Raschanahu, May Yavid. Right? He's the king, so he doesn't have to answer anybody. So if he wants to strike you down on the spot for, they're doing Zugos, he could do that too. So you're playing with fire with Zugos because the head demon's in charge and you never know what that guy's going to do. It, like, how it's going to affect you will depend on what he had for breakfast that morning. Okay. Shamelech, Poritz, Kader, vein right? The Melech can, he, break, he can break all the rules and nobody, he has nobody to stop him. Fine. Unchecked power. Good. Another tradition from Yosef, the demon. Why not? Amar of Papa. Amar the Yosef Sheda. So Yosef Sheda didn't only speak to people called Yosef. He also spoke to of Papa. He says, Bisrei katlinan. When you drink two cups, we are able to kill the shade. Uh, however, lo katlinan. But we do not kill with four. B'arba when you drink four, you can injure. Bisrei ben ben and when you drink two cups, you can kill him. He's talking about what the person who drinks it. He's either so he's giving him like the handbook, the demon handbook. They're allowed to kill a guy. Whether he drank. This is talking about the guy who drank. If he drank, or if it's if he drinks two, he could be he could be a goner. When he does four, you're not allowed to kill him, but you're allowed to hurt him. And in and four cups, you can only hurt him if he does so. So. A little insight, Goranowitz, into the demon handbook. Be careful. The Gemara continues. Okay, but let's say he forgot and he drank Zugos. So now he's now he's fair game to the demons. What should you do? How can you get out of it? What is the remedy? Please come, please Abya's mother enlighten us. I don't know if she shows up here, but she you know that she knows the remedy. Uh so it says Dimine um, in the absence of, if you, if you don't have, um, Google, uh, available, so here's what you should do. Hold the thumb of your right hand in the left hand. the thumb of the left hand in the right hand. Vane mahaki. Say the following incantations. you and I are three. Vishmile damar, arba. And if you hear a voice saying, you and I are four, then you're getting into the, now you know you've got this. Then you're getting into the game. No, you and I are five. And he says, you and I are six. Keep going, baby. Don't, don't stop. You got to keep it odd, not even. The Gemara says, But if the game goes so far that you get up to 101, at that point, the demon is going to blow up. Can you imagine? I, if any of you gets into the situation, call me. I got to see this demon blow up. Amar dinashim kashfaniot. Okay, so this is a different thing. Kishuf is, is mentioned in the Torah. So the, the the head sorceress told me, Hi man de Kashfanias, if you encounter a sorceress, name here's here's what you say. Yeah, for the witches you say like this Hari That hot, right, human excrement and torn basket on your mouth, O woman of sorcery. This is the incantation that scares them off. Karach Karhaichi. Nay, right, Karachat means Baldness. We used to sing when I grew up in Israel. Now I dated myself. I grew up in the Menachem Begin area. So when I was six or seven, I was singing about his male pattern baldness. Be that as it may, you're telling the sorcerer you should expose her baldness by ripping out her hair. And your breadcrumbs could fly away. Breadcrumbs. Remember the breadcrumbs? The breadcrumbs. Uh, if you find the bread on the street, it's like a sorcerer's breadcrumbs. You've got to be careful. Don't mess with it. Okay. We're in Kuf Yadam and bays, And we got 10 minutes. Let's rip through some of this uh, Shadim handbook. As follows. Ibadur you say, you say to the witch, your spices should be scattered. marika chalta May the wind blow away the fresh, ripe right, saffron that you're holding. Al As long as... I have my grace and your grace. This is still part of the incantation to the sorceress. I did not come between you. Now I came between you. My grace and your grace have cooled, says the art squirrel. whatever that means. And therefore, that's the incantation. You get rid of that sorceress. So now the Gemara says, In art they thought this whole thing was as they say. They didn't believe in any of this. And yet Rav Dimi, who was in Narada, was very mocked about these. Even the marks of the barrel, he made sure, like if he saw it was even, he would change it to odd. So Kaumann earlier asked, like, why the Sephardim, why the Ashkenazim? Some people more, some people less. So you see, clearly, it's cultural, right? In Eretz Israel, they thought, so it's funny, right, how the culture sort of dictates the reality. In Eretz Yisrael, they thought this was all Mishagas, and in narda they were very macpid wow right there was an incident once when somebody was not careful to make the odd number on the, on the barrel and sure enough the barrel burst and they so and they saw causation in that to which the Gemara concludes what we just said de here's a general rule common that you can sink your teeth into Called the cupid Isn't that interesting? It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. If you think it means something, then it probably means something for you. <laughs> uh, and if it doesn't, then you can disregard it. However, you shouldn't, it's funny. In other words, don't be excessively cautious because don't think that it's really a thing for reals. But also, don't be ex- excessively dismissive, because never rule out that there might be something there. And that's the balance that we're trying to achieve. Wow, beautiful. Now, Kiasa Rivdimi Amar. So when Rivdimi came to Babel, he said, So he says, All the Mefarshim say, Really? Do you think this really came down to Moshe? I said, No. He was trying to say, the article quotes that Tiferes Yisrael. Says no, 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 no. He just means he's trying to say that it's like legit, but he doesn't mean that it literally was Alach L'Moshem Okay, so all these things you have to avoid these, these pairs of right of walnuts, cucumbers, etc., and eggs. So you say or, and Davar Acher. The last thing he mentioned in the list was Davar Acher, which is like uh, elusive. What does that even mean? Uh it it's uh and it doesn't tell you what it is. So because so out of because not knowing what Davaracher is, they made a gazir on everything. No more pears. Okay. What about what we said before? The numbers ten, eight, six, four, the Psukim in the Kohanim, there's no concern there about pairs. That protects you from what? The mazikin, the demons. Now there you're more susceptible. You could have 18, which is high, or 36, which is double high. You gotta be worried with those even numbers. There was a certain man who divorced his wife, and she ran, she went off and married the shopkeeper. This drove the original husband crazy. I can't believe she's married to the shopkeeper now. So her first husband would go to the said shop of the shopkeeper and just drink wine every day. You can, you can imagine this drama here. So, needless to say, his ex-wife was performing sorcery on him. And he was impervious to it. What's going on? He was Teflon. And the reason why his secret power was he was careful with not having Zugos one day he drank so much he lost count of how much he was drinking bang he was able to hold it till 16 cups after 16 cups of wine started to get a little tipsy I get tipsy after 16 ounces or 16 micrograms he started losing his grip and then bang he was susceptible because he left the shop having consumed Zugos, remember, he has to leave, the, if he left, leaves the shop between 15 and 16 and comes back, that's a hefzik. He would have been safe. But no, he left after 16. Then on his way, it looks like the, the uh, voodoo doll that his ex-wife had on him was starting to work. The Arab came up to him. Hey, we got a dead man walking here. The guy felt very sick and worried and he wasn't sure what was going on, he started embracing a palm tree, and, and sure enough, the palm tree shriveled up and burst. What is all this? I don't know, but sure enough, it sounds like the ex-wife sorcery um, reared its uh, effect again. Okay. more Zugos. I'm a karos, Zugos. Ah. So you don't have to be worried about plates, uh, and you don't have to worry about lechem uh, Lechemishna, so to speak, right? Pairs of bread, Claude And here's the rule: kol shugamer bide adam ein zugos. Ah, if it's human produced, then you don't have an issue. mina machal chashinan. That it's only foods that are natural. So if you're paleo or um, macrobiotic, you got to worry more about zugos. But you know, if you're eating, if you're eating candy bars, you're fine. Okay, because that's processed and that's fine. No zugos with processed foods. So we're probably safe with everything we eat. Chanos zugos. What about, can you go to pairs of, of stores? What does that mean? So again, it means two shops, right? If you're going from one shop to another, that's not going to be a problem. That's no serif there. Nimlach ein zugos. And similarly, if you change your mind so that it's really sequential as opposed to in pairs, that's also fine. No zugos. All right. oreach ein zugos. If you have guests, no danger there with Zugos. What does that mean? It means if you're a guest and you don't know, the point is you're a guest at someone's house. So you ch- typically people don't get multiple cups at a time. You get them sequentially. So as a guest, you don't know how many you're going to have ever. So since you don't have in mind to have an even number, you're you're cool. You're not going to have a problem with Zugos. Isha, ain't about machine with Zugos. Similarly, a woman, by woman, maybe a woman. Also, this is talking about where she doesn't know Right, how many uh, pay, how many how much drink is coming to her, so she's not affected by Zugos. However, be Isha Khashuva right? And Isha Khashuva is gonna be treated like somebody you're gonna tell her how much she's gonna get, and then you can be choshish for Zugos. We have a minute left here. Amar and Braid of Shua, Isparagus, which sounds like asparagus but really means a cabbage wine, midstar flatova, the ein mit flora. It's just like a of for whatever reason. Okay? There's two opinions about this whether you should go Lakula or l'chumra, if you're not sure, which is to say, to drink or not to drink. That's the question there. Amar trade trei dechamar v'chad shichar lo mitz Tay the de v'chad chamar Right, wine and liquor, never shichar, sugar, whatever. So you don't combine beer and wine, v'simanech, but you have a, a mnemonic to remember this, zeh haklal, here's the klal. And we finish off with the klal. Kol hamechuber lo, whatever has a different material attached to it, min hachumar I mean, menu right? We borrow it from hilchos Common Kalman will explain these hilchos to us. Where if you have a material with a material that's more Chamer, then it combines with it. It's mitzaref to complete the required shear for tuma, as we know. In order to be mekabel there is a requisite right minimum shear, and so when you are combining. Materials, let's say a drink. So let's say you have beer and you have wine. So if you're combining the beer that's going to become tame with a material that's more hammer to it, namely wine, then you're going to become tame. But if you're combining the wine with the beer, then you're not going to become tame. And they apply this to the concept of zugas as well. We'll stop here. Mm.